His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're joined from Je- by Jeff Nini right now from Convoy of Hope, who is in Florida, all ready to help those who have been devastated by Hurricane Michael. Now, we caught up with Jeff a couple of weeks ago because Convoy of Hope was in North Carolina helping out those with Hurricane Florence. I understand you still have a team there, but you have deployed down to Florida to help out with those with Hurricane Michael right now, Jeff. Uh, that's correct. We're still working on things like uh, debris removal, home cleanup, things like that in North Carolina. Uh, the bulk of the team now was headed back home for Springfield and uh, rerouted to here in Florida. We're in uh, a community that's probably a little bit northeast of Panama City, Mariana, Florida, about 60 miles off the coast. And the eye went through here uh when the when uh, Michael came through, and it was uh, it was pretty eerie for these folks that have lived through it. Now, when we went and visited Fayetteville, it was all floodwaters. How different is the Florence disaster with the Hurricane Michael disaster, where you are in Florida now? Uh, really, it's completely different. When uh, the, everything that went on with Florence was water damage, everything around here is wind damage. We're like I said, 60 miles inland, and yet it. It, it was still a Cat 4 when it went through here. And so we, when we were driving in yesterday, we came in from the west, so it's the weak side of the storm. There were, you'd see one tree down, then you'd see two or three trees down, and then all of a sudden you just, it's trees everywhere. And uh, it, was, it was so strange because the storm was moving north, but the trees were all falling south. Hmm. And it's because of, we were on the backside of the storm and that's where it all took place. So it was it was very eerie, but the damage is totally different. We saw buildings in downtown Mariana that had been completely leveled. I mean, just totally destroyed. It the power of wind is is just almost beyond measure. How are the people doing in Florida right now that you've come across? Uh, we've been working with several local churches down here in this area, and and the people, you know, they're a little shell-shocked. They've never seen anything like this, even in Florida, which always gets hurricanes, it seems like. But they, uh, they're they shell-shocked, but yet, at the same time, uh, they're ready to start helping other people, even though their lives have been turned upside down. They're still getting ready to come out here today, start putting food and water and hygiene kits together to give to their neighbors, their friends, their families. So how does what you're doing uh, with the Florence victims different from what you're doing with the Hurricane Michael victims? Uh, really not much at all. The needs are still the same. When people lose power, uh, they lose their ability to, to cook food. They lose their ability to refrigerate food. So uh, in a lot of cases, they lose water supply at their house. So for us, those immediate needs, food, water, hygiene, emergency supplies are still the same. So we're just going to get up and do what we do. That's amazing. Jeff Nini, thank you for the time this morning. I know you guys are incredibly busy taking care of the needs of the victims of both Florence and now where you are uh, in Mariana, Florida for all the victims of Hurricane Michael. You guys are doing a great work with Convoy of Hope. Well, thank you so much. We can't do it without people like you and your listeners that tell the story, that support what we're doing, and, and that prayer support and that financial support means everything. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I know you like to talk about weddings, Rob, so I'll go ahead and talk about one. Oh, will you? Oh, that's uh-huh. wonderful. Yes. Let me get my tissue so I can begin to cry now. Okay. 
Flossie and Boy, uh, they've been dating for quite a while. Uh, Flossie, of course, being a poodle, and Boy is a labradoodle. You're being for real. You're talking about real dogs? Yes, they've been dating for you know, quite a while. Uh, they both hang out at uh, Ethan Allen Residence in uh, Vermont. It's like a care center. Okay. And uh, so they decided, hey, since they've been dating, let's go ahead and have a wedding for them. For the dogs? Yes. Okay. So they actually had it, and uh, Flossie had a little gown with a veil and everything. And uh, and boy, of course, he's he was dressed to the nines. What is, mm-hmm. What's that saying? See, I don't know you these did things. It. Yeah, there. that's fine. Okay, good enough. Dressed to the nines. So they went through the ceremony, and, and they did the, uh, you mean, uh, kiss the bride. And of course, they kind of licked. They licked, yeah, because yeah, they're mean, dogs. You can lick the bride, which doesn't sound right. No. But uh, but now they're married, and they already have six little puppies. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, animals. So, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, well, thanks for sharing. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it just, it's just adorable. It entertained the residents there. You know, they, mm-hmm. it was wonderful because they all love these dogs. They're just wonderful dogs. And they had their little wedding ceremony. Yeah. She had on a white gown and he had on a bow tie. A bow tie. Very nice. They well, I'm glad sure. that they'll live happily ever after. So you can cry now if you want. Okay, I will. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There's this song that we're playing on his radio by a very familiar artist, but is new to his radio. And every time we play it, people are asking questions about it. That is Tori Kelly, which she has such an amazing faith journey, this young lady. And boy, I tell you, what a voice, huh? That song's called Never Alone, but maybe you're familiar with the voice because of the nationwide commercial where Tori Kelly is singing nationwide is on your side. I'm not going to sing it because I'll... That's good. I you're won't no do Tory. It. No, I'm no Tory. She was on American Idol, but she didn't make it all the way to the end of the season. She felt that rejection. They sent her home. And then she felt like, wow, am I really going to be a singer? Because things weren't really going her way. She says door after door just kept closing. Rejection kept coming. Uh, she started to compare herself to others. And boy, did she start just thinking down about herself. Then she went home and something happened. She started journaling and then she started finding out who she is in Christ. Now, she just did this I Am Second video and she said something to her 12-year-old self. It might take a while, but one day you're going to grow into your own skin and just be, be the girl that God uniquely made as you and you don't have to compare yourself to anybody that's what she said to her 12 year old self now that she's in her 20s philippians 3 verses 7 and 8 is something that really stands out to her now and it says this but whatever were gains to me i now consider loss for the sake of christ what is more i consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing christ jesus as my lord for whose sake i have lost all things i consider them garbage that i might not gain christ 
Now she's gained Christ in her life. And now all these crazy doors have opened up for Tori Kelly. Uh, being a voice on an animated movie, recording a full album now, selling out concerts, a very popular YouTube channel, and now singing about her love for Christ, which I think is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that message was for you, Rob. You'll be the girl that got made you, well, I should tweak that a what? little. What? Yeah. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Man, I would love to do what Cindy and Tristan are doing right now. What's that? Visiting all 50 states. All 50 states. So they're part of the 50 states tour. You know, not too many people can say they've done that. But, I mean, right. they obviously have to do it on purpose. So they were actually, they, they're from Australia. They live in Canada. But they wanted to visit all 50 states in America. Oh, that's nice. I know. So there were 19 states into it when all of a sudden they gave birth to little Harper. No way. Of course, they're Australian, so it's Hapa. Okay. And uh, so they decided to start over. They already did 19 states, but they said, hey, little Hapa would be the youngest to ever complete this. And so that six months, little Harper will have completed all 50 states. They started in June. And we'll end next week in Vermont. October 18th is what they're aiming for. And of course, you know, most people are like, oh, that's what an opportunity to do that or experience. And there are, of course, some who say, how can you drag your baby around the whole country? But they don't really pay attention to that. They enjoy it. Have a pretty simple lifestyle where, you know, we don't buy a lot of things. We really value experiences. <laughs> We were in North Dakota and we were just playing in the park. She was just laughing so hard. And she did her first role when we were in Iowa. So we're just like all these places in America, we're never going to forget them because she's hit so many milestones across the country. See, Allison would be proud that the first role was in Iowa. That's because Allison, if you're new to our family, she's with us in the morning and that's where she's from. Yes, and I'm from Maryland and I was proud when they interviewed Harper. She said, hey, my favorite state was Maryland the uh, birthplace of Jim Mann. She said that. That's her first words. Very nice. As, uh, <laughs> she okay. said that at five months old. She didn't mention your state of Florida, sorry. But she's been there. I do have in the back of my mind, what do these two do for a living that they're able to travel every state in this country uh, with their newborn baby? They're, they're probably just uh, doing a journal and then making a million dollars off of Making it. some dough off the thing. Bob, Allison, and Jim. I always talk about growing vegetables every year. I plan on doing it. And then I think one year I had a tomato plant. And I started too late. So they all come out looking weird. But you know how to do plants. I do. I mean, if you do. do it right, you yeah. actually know how to do it. I uh, Forget me. I don't know what I'm doing when yeah. it comes to trying to grow vegetation. That's why I don't go to your fruit stand. You don't have a fruit stand. Well, Sam Crum, he's been uh, growing vegetables all his life. And so he's got this vegetable garden with uh, tomatoes and all kinds of stuff. But he had a he had a friend give him a little hint uh, on how to grow these tomatoes. My buddy gave me his little secret recipe for growing big tomatoes and I used it and beat him. And now he won't tell me the rest of it. My little kids eat most of them, but then they got sick of them, so they just fall on the ground over there now. How tall is this plant, you ask? Please say. 22 feet tall. And he just planted it five months ago. 22 feet, that's like mm -hmm. a two-story building, dude. Yes, they do have a two-story house, and it goes up onto the roof. You're kidding me. I don't joke about tomatoes, bro. <laughs> it's funny. 
Yeah, so they got more tomatoes than they need to do with. They need to have a little stand out there. How do you climb that thing to get the tomatoes off? You must have to get a ladder and go up to the roof. Yeah, because tomato uh, uh, plants are not good to climb. I found that out. Okay. They collapse easily. But yeah, they uh, they pretty much get the ones that they can reach, and that's more than what they need. So mm-hmm. uh, the wife wants him to cut it down. He goes, no, I want to see how tall to get first. <laughs> get, so, get higher than the house, yeah. huh? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Justin's a runner at Oregon. He does an amazing job. And here's the thing. He has cerebral palsy. He loves to run. He, he wants to do this, break two hours and a half marathon, and that's booking fast if he does that, man. He couldn't always run. You see, when Justin was just a toddler and when he was in preschool, he had to use a walker. And then he started physical therapy to help improve his stride. And then something happened later on. He started running. So he was on the high school uh, track meet as well and uh, cross country. And, And here's what Justin did. Nike got word of this guy. And when he was in high school... He helped develop a shoe for runners with disabilities. They call it the Fly Ease. That's the name of the shoe. And it has a zipper on the heel so it makes it easier to get on and off. Well, he's a junior at Oregon right now. He's a member of the school's running club. Recently at a cross-country race, check this out, Nike was there at the finish line waiting for him. And in a folder, Nike had a pro contract ready for him to sign. He is their first athlete with cerebral palsy that they've ever sponsored with Nike. He's breaking ground, man, and he is just, you should have seen him. They captured all of this and posted it. I mean, he got so emotional that he fell to the ground on his knees, crying with unbelief that this actually happened. He's got a great relationship with the guy who was giving him the contract from Nike. And now he is a representative on the pro circuit running for Nike, a young man with cerebral palsy who's overcome so much in his life. He's going to make his goal, I believe, and breaking that two hours and a half marathon one day. Wow, that is incredible. If he didn't have any challenges... Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I don't have a pro contract from Nike. No. You would think I would, but I Neither don't. Neither do I, man. But that's incredible. That's and a I positive attitude. love to cycle, and I love to run, and this guy is just, he's amazing. Justin is amazing. So inspirational. Do you want me to call Nike for you? That will never happen. They'll go, Rob who? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Our dude is Justin. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, there's nothing worse than being chased by a chicken. Okay. Nothing, Rob. You know this personally? No, I've never been chased by one, but I've heard that there are. And there's nothing worse. Well, there is something worse, being chased by a fast chicken. Because you normally outrun chickens, but when they're fast, what's okay. up with that? Well, Boaz Marbach. He posted a a video that was taken off the security cameras at his work. And I don't know what kind of work he does, but part of it is he lets the chicken out. They have a chicken at work, and he lets it out. And every time he does, the chicken chases him. (laughs) I don't know whether the chicken didn't want to go out, but you can hear him run by. And then the little chicken. I heard the chicken. I think I heard it go. There's the guy. There's the chicken. That's crazy. <laughs> right on his heels. I mean, it's, and the guy looks like he's a pretty fast runner, but the chicken mm-hmm. is just taking off. And doesn't even have little tennis shoes on. 
Why is he af- is he afraid of the chicken? Well, I mean, I don't know what the chicken. The chicken. He thinks, I guess, the chicken's going to attack him. You know, peck him to death or something. And the chicken knows this. I think the chicken is just trying to thank him. Thanks for letting me out. And he just can't seem to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. That's my take. But you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. You are, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would have turned around and tried to hug the chicken. Sounds like this is a daily thing for the guy. Let's the chicken out and he gets chased. Yeah, this is part of his job. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I don't know if you've ever been to Seabrook Island. It's it's about 20 miles southwest of downtown Charleston. Beautiful island, beautiful beach that's there. It's one of those getaways that you don't want to tell too many people about if you like to go to the beach and not near all the touristy kind of stuff. So the other day, something washes up on shore at Seabrook Island. And it's this really dense foam object that almost looks like, and you have to see it to understand, it almost looks like a spaceship. The thing's pretty heavy too. It's 200 pounds, it's this big mass and it washed up on shore. And people are trying to figure out what this is. I mean, even the Low Country Marine Mammal Network posted it on their Facebook page and it's like, what gives? Is this like an alien ship? Looks like something you see on Star Wars. Uh, it's made of foam? It's made of foam, and it's real heavy, too. It's buoyant, so it floated up and just washed up on the beach. It's purple. Out of nowhere. Movie. So you know what the town officials did in Seabrook Island? Mm-hmm. They called the Coast Guard. They're like, um, did this fall off a ship? I mean, what is this thing? And so you'd think the Coast Guard would go, oh, yeah, we know exactly what that is. Coast Guard's like, hey, I don't know. Wow. So it's a big mystery. They still don't know. Nobody knows what this thing is that floated up on shore. So there are people, and you could believe this, right, that say it's like a flying saucer that floated up on shore. One of those foam ones. Yeah, Yeah, it looks like something off of Star Wars if you look at it. But it's got to be a buoy. That's my guess. From another country, it just floated in the Atlantic for so long it finally came up on shore. It's a buoy. You think it's a buoy, or do you think it's a spaceship? Because you're kind of, you know, spaceship-ish. It's a, it's a buoy that fell off a spaceship. Is that what it yeah, is? That's what it is. Okay. That's more believable. Yeah, case off. Rob, Allison, and Jim. So Brother Wolf Animal Rescue is in Asheville, and they're working very hard to help people's pets from Hurricane Michael that just hit. They've been helping out with Hurricane uh, Florence for quite some time. But Animal Care Director Audrey from uh, Brother Wolf Animal Rescue shared her thoughts with ABC 13 about this. We see a lot of things that are absolutely awful. Um, In Florence particularly, there was a lot of water rescues that happened. And so we had a lot of situations where homeowners were asking us to go back to their houses and see if we could rescue their animals. Yeah, there are a lot of animals that were stuck in the houses with all the water that was raised up. I remember there was a puppy that was found by another Hain Society where the puppy was like floating on a couch inside that. So now we have Hurricane Michael. And so what Brother Wolf Animal Rescue is doing in Asheville is trying to free up some space in the next couple of days so they have some resources, at least in the next 10 days. And they're seeing what they can do with transportation assistance and uh, search and rescue parties as well in the areas where Hurricane Michael hit really, really hard because there's a lot of people who are missing their pets that weren't able to take them with them. And you saw the devastation that happened in the news. Oh my word, the, the pictures and the aerial shots of the Panhandle of Florida, just so devastating right now. 
Yeah, we were just odd. You should bring this up. We were just talking about this at the dentist office. I was at the dentist. And oh, the, yeah? The dental assistant, whatever the title is, she was just concerned how people were fleeing and leaving their animals behind. Now, some of them, you know, they might have a good reason. I don't know, but she was just devastated by that. Yeah. Like, well, one of the reasons is some of the shelters don't accept the animals. Yeah. And so they're hopeful that the animals will be okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, she was talking about one that had four dogs left in a cage, and they were, like, all the way up, almost like they were in a little prison, and they couldn't know oh, water no. was getting higher. But they rescued them. That's good. So, yeah. Good That's thing. really good. So, hey, if you want to help out with any kind of storm relief, we have trusted people that we're really connected with, organizations that's posted on our website at hisradio.com. So you'll see storm relief that's posted right there. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There's a certain animal hospital in Hawaii that I noticed when I was there last week. And uh, he wasn't there. Oh, okay. But Dr. Claire Simeon is one of the veterinarians there. And uh, she was kind of away from the office at the time, and, and this is what happened. So I was at lunch just up the road from our hospital in Cape Kaiola when I got a call from the hospital, and there was only silence on the line. Kind of weird. She got, what's wrong? Is there like an emergency or something like that, and someone can't speak? It turns out after they investigate a little, there was a uh, gecko on their touchscreen phone. <laughs> every, oh, really? Every time he moves his sticky little feet, he was making a call. That's funny. <laughs> so probably all these people got calls from a get-go. Uh-huh. Uh, that's kind of funny. Every so, time, because these, these screen, all these phones are new technology, so they all have touch stuff on them now. These yeah. These touch I can't get used to that myself, because I don't like touching things. It gets dirty. Yeah, but you have a phone, and it's a touch screen, dude. It is? You love it. No wonder I can't you make use calls. It every day. I try dialing and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you remember one time uh, a while back when touchscreens were kind of new and we got touchscreens here and, and uh, the cleaning lady came in and she just kind of normally just cleans the screens off of the rag and she did that and all kinds of things were playing over the air. It w- yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> she she starts screaming, out. I don't know what I did. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, it's a shame she had to go. We really liked her. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Doug, when he graduated high school, he hit life really quick. And then something happened. He started selling drugs, and he got really addicted to painkillers. That landed Doug in jail. Now, while Doug was in jail, he had a lot of time to think, and his cellmate looked at him and said, Dude, you are so out of shape. You need to do something. So... They started doing workout plans. And then when Doug left prison, he got to work on fitness. God used that to change Doug's life. Fitness has become his thing. As a matter of fact, he now owns his own personal fitness business. It gave me confidence in myself. It taught me dedication. It taught me, you know, persistence, perseverance. Now, He's an author. He has two books that's out that talks about his journey. He just got a degree, his associate's degree. And mission now for Doug is to help others get fit and to help find a a purpose and a way for those who are involved in crime and addictions to find fitness to get out of that and have a new way of living. And that's how God has used that in Doug's life. Yeah, I was, I was reading about that, and it, it turns out he this is all taking place just literally a couple miles up from the road where I 
grew up, so I feel like I'm a part of the story. Uh, in Baltimore? Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. I feel like I inspired him somehow. Oh, I'm sure you did. I mean, you know, there's statues of me all over the place. The, the legacy that Jim has yeah. left in Baltimore, which is where he lives, is just amazing <sighs> and staggering. It amazes me because I've never even heard of it. What? Yeah. Baltimore? No, you're legend. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. This is Rob's favorite time of year for one reason. Cycling season. No. That's in uh, the summer. Yeah. For Christmas jammies, you love the matching family jammy. Oh, okay. I'll go along with them. Sure, I love the Christmas jammies. Well, good news is this year, not only can mom and dad and all the little kids alike. Now the dog can look alike. <laughs> Sorry, canines. Wait a minute. There's jammies for the dog now? Yeah. Christmas jammies? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Dogs are so excited. Okay. Uh, which is weird. I got four dogs. I got two little little yappers and then two real dogs. Well, you're going to be spending a lot of money on jammies. Yeah. Uh, I can't picture them really getting into it. And the, But nothing for the felines, huh? No, they don't, for like, cats, they don't like outfits. But they do for the dogs. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Dogs are a little bit more uh, what, compliant when it comes to that. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be great. So we can't wait to see your family <laughs> photos. Rob. Yeah, those will be my Christmas pictures yeah. for, for sure. Oh, it's going to be great. <clears throat> right.